Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm your host, Youngmi Mayer. And I'm your other host, Brian Park. And today, Youngmi, it's Mother's Day. Mother's Day, but it's going to come out in three days. So just just pretend in your head that it's Mother's Day. Unfortunately for a lot of you, you're, this is the first time you're going to remember, but it's going to be way too late. Oh, God. Because it's going to be Wednesday. <laughs> it was this past Sunday. Uh, you forgot. Your mom hates you. Oh. She's probably still crying. Oh, well, I was just going to say, if you listen to it, you could relive the joy of Mother's Day again three days later. But, you know, <laughs> different strokes. <laughs> you believe in our you believe in our listeners. I, I <laughs> doubt that they're responsible. <laughs> I'm like, all of you are shitty children. I'm just kidding. Uh, how's Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I'm a mom. How's your Mother's Day? You forgot. Me. Pretty good. Um, so my son Mino is with his dad. I'm gonna pick him up later. Then he, I guess, like he's going around getting me, whatever, a gift or something. His dad didn't tell me, so it'll be a surprise. I'm excited did, to see him. Did Mother's Day feel different to you after you had Mino? Uh, no, because I feel like I, you know, I, I feel like I haven't talked about having a baby in so long. Maybe we should do like having a baby episode. <laughs> That's not fun for you, but uh, for me giving birth was like traumatizing oh god and i like it was just like the first few years i was just literally in a state of trauma that i don't think i've ever recovered from so i didn't e- it didn't even like fully absorb into my head but now like i now hope that Nino I have my doesn't son, listen to this well i mean it's not him it's just having a baby it could have been any baby you know right right having a baby period is it's sheer trauma like one of my friends and I were talking about it and it's like physically what it does to you is like you get hit by a truck, but then mentally it's just like, it's so profound and like weirdly, I feel like, sis- oh, I guess it's Mother's Day, so it's appropriate to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Society doesn't really give a lot of room for women to like really express how profound it is to give birth. It's like the most profound thing that's going to happen in your life besides being born and dying you know? Yeah. And it's like, there's people, you know, people have these like fake Mother's Day, pink roses, doily sort of thing for moms. But it's like, we're talking about something that's like literally the most intense thing in the world. So (laughs) nobody, it's like, it's so metal, you know? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) but I feel like it is super metal and it goes to show how hardcore immigrant moms are because I I feel like they're um stories about giving birth are very much like mm-hmm. i had to fucking work i had no days off so i had to push your ass out in like 30 minutes and then get back to work <laughs> and then I'm like damn yeah, at baskin robbins that's hardcore as fuck that's where my mom worked right yeah. <laughs> my mom had to go go back to baskin robbins after <laughs> it's hard for her <laughs> um she yeah my mo- you know i always yeah she couldn't quite go home. her shift wasn't over yet so you were you were put in like a baskin robbins one gallon tub of ice cream container yeah. for the time being rum raisin <laughs> <laughs> i just had to eat, eat it while she was working um this cr- you know when i forget i'm a single mom and i forget that my mom well she was married to my sister's dad before she was married to my dad yeah and they got divorced and she was a single mom you know li- working at baskin robbins so sometimes i forget that we have that in common yeah. so a lot of times she'll like talk to me and be like oh man like i'll i'll be like i'm going through something and she's like 
she'll be like, oh my God, I remember that feeling. Like it's such a specific, um, you know, a, a experience being a single mom. It's like a very specific emotion of being lonely and sort of feeling overwhelmed. Absolutely. But, um, that's my Mother's Day story. How's your Mother's Day going? My Mother's Day is going well. Um, you know, it's really nice to be uh, in Texas with all of my family, to be able to celebrate it together as a single unit with my mom. Um, yeah, but it's 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 good. If anything, I feel kind of guilty because Aww. over the last two days, I've been able to kind of reflect and appreciate all of the things that my mom has provided for me thus far and uh-huh. i was feeling guilty about sometimes I, I don't this is something i don't like about myself is that i'm kind of mean to her especially in the mm. realm when it comes to empathy and oh. i give her a really hard time for not being the best at practicing empathy or being able to mm. communicate feelings or talk about feelings in general and I will make her feel bad. I, I I'm just kind of mean in that sense because I mm. I understand that I grew up more privileged than she did, and so in some ways I feel like I have the privilege to even ruminate or reflect on feelings at all that my mom wasn't able mm-hmm. to do because she grew up in third yeah. world Korea, really poor, and her priorities were different, and so. Mm. You know, I think it's a classic, um, it's a generational thing, too, where I find myself constantly asking my mom, why don't you understand me? Why don't you try to see things my way? And she sees the anguish and the pain and the depression that I go through, that I'm going through, and um, it hurts her because mm-hmm. her ability, she, she's limited in her away, ability to help. And uh, because of those limitations, I sometimes um, I give her a hard time and it's very selfishly motivated in that I in those moments, I truly can't understand why my mom can't empathize with the things that I'm sad about or the struggles I might feel in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But because I put her through that, I feel really bad because. Uh, we've touched on this before i mean it's it's kind of on me to see see even beyond that like empathize Mm -hmm. to the point where i can understand where my parents have limitations in empathizing like it's not their responsibility do you know what i mean because i have the tool set you could you have the tool set and you have the you have the understanding yeah you know you can see what they're going through and why they can't do it yeah so it's like you are it kind of you know um i have struggled with that all my life and it's it kind of reminds me of that thing though a little bit where we were talking about last week where dylan got punched in the face and he was like oh i should have done more to make sure that this other person yeah was very obviously doesn't understand things to my level Mm -hmm. I should be more understanding because I understand that this person is not as understanding as me or something. So it's kind of like I'm not doing enough to help this person. Exactly. Um, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. But I, I struggled with that kind of feeling and feeling guilty all my life. And I also am very mean to my mom. Yeah. And it makes me feel like shit because I'm like, again, my mom had such a hard life. Right. Yeah. 
and I'm like, why am I being so mean to her? But I think along like along the way, I realized that during my life, the reason why I act like that to my mom is that as a kid, I was literally not allowed to have emotions. Like if I cried or anything, she would be like, stop crying. I had a way worse life than you. Yeah. And so then I feel like there is like a resentment that's built up from my life mm. where... I felt like she was sort of being mean to me and now it's like there's a resentment there. Yeah. Right? I, I don't it, know if that's hard. true for you. No, but, I mean, I do yeah. that too and I've used it against her in ways where I'll do this comparison thing sometimes where I will mm. bring up how I see my friend's parents treat them and I'll mm. tell... Oh, yeah. And I'll tell my mom something. I'm like, I just wish I could hear just be more up i could i just wish you were a little bit more optimistic or you could give me a little bit more positive reinforcement because i see my friend's parents say things to the effect of we're really proud of you don't focus mm. on the results like no matter what happens we're really proud of you and i've expressed this to my mom where i'm like you've you would you and dad have never said that it's always yeah. you're always cutting me down and it gets exhausting and mm -hmm. um and it really hurts their feelings and then I feel really shitty mm. now because like it's I say those things in the heat of the moment and I know what I'm yeah. doing. Like I know it's going to hurt them. And so, yeah, you know, it's another Mother's Day. I'm reflecting and the guilt is it's not as strong as it used to be because I know I don't do it as much anymore. It's still I'll say those mm -hmm. resentful things once in a while. But, um, you know, overall, my mom's great. And I'm very lucky to have been given the life that I've had thus far because of her. And she's provided yeah. so much support. And um, again, like, it's just a generational thing. Like, I can't possibly compare my upbringing to white people's upbringings because our parents are fucking badass. Like, they're immigrants. They, yeah, yeah. They, they had way more trauma to deal with, you know? Yeah. And also, I feel like maybe that's something that is coming off because they they do things that are similar to you a lot right mm. like they they you know like i remember that story of like your cousin giving your aunt ten thousand dollars one day just in cash right like your mom well, your mom will tell you things like that and that's like a comparison thing yeah. so you're sort of like learning learning like behavior from her and you're using that sort of behavior to interact with her so ah, it's, I, see. I see like you know what i mean yeah like, that makes sense so but it's mother's day we we want to have good vibes so if, if you're listening good and vibes. it's a little too late just uh be appreciative our our, our asian moms they do Call a lot your mom. you know they probably said some mean shit and hurt us but at the same time they also really love us and call your mom more and you know what? I'm glad I have an Asian mom and not a white mom. <laughs> I just only, <laughs> I only say that because the comparison thing you were saying, my mom, sometimes when she's really mad at me, she'll be like, yeah, I fucked up. I bet you, I bet you would love a, a white mom Then a white mom wouldn't fuck up. And I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at her like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, this isn't about, <laughs> I'm like, this is just about you, mom. Like, why did you? <laughs> you're like, Damn, mom, you don't have to go you there. Why did fat in front of my aunt? I don't know why, what, why you have to drag Susan into this. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't know what that means. Right, but young um, me, I've, uh, speaking uh, of I, I did want to ask you something. So I know that what? 
you're kind of involved in the food world. Speaking of white dragging white people <laughs> into things. <laughs> should we, I feel like we should drag a white woman say. into this. Yeah. <laughs> Are we dragging a white woman? Yeah. Into this? Well, We're I was going to say you're today, in girl. you're in food. So do you know who? Mm-hmm. Uh, does the name Allison Roman ring a bell to you? Um, it sure does, Brian. It <laughs> sure does. Allison Roman. Um, I guess if if you are listening now, this was a huge story over the weekend, or I guess last right before the weekend last week. Right, um, right. Alice, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm sure many of you already know or are aware of the drama that went down with her. But uh, for those of you who don't know who she is, so Allison Roman is a, she's like a food media personality. Right, young me? Yeah, she's a food media personality. She, I believe her backstory is that she was a chef and a cook for years. And then she transitioned into food media. And then she's done exceptionally well. She started, I think, at Bone Apple Teeth and <laughs> then moved on. <laughs> Bone Apple Teeth. Uh, and then she moved on to BuzzFeed, crushed it there. And now she has like a very important title at the New York Times. Right. And And she, you know, I didn't know who she was until uh, this kind of online backlash uh, discussion that was sent around her. This controversy. Yeah. Came out. Um, She's kind of, she's like the white woman's Dave Chang is how I would describe her. Yeah. And Dave Chang, who is also kind of for white women, but yeah, <laughs> 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 they, but um, he makes food for white women, and so does Allison Roman. Um, Allison Roman, yeah, she's just a famous food media person. She's extremely talented. She has a very famous cookbook. Her recipes are beloved by the sort of, you know, wealthy like hip Brooklyn crowd. Recently, yeah. during qu- for for some reason, not for some reason, but it makes sense because everyone's cooking now when quarantine started she became huge because people were really just sharing her recipes it she just has like this this um reputation for every single recipe that she makes up is delicious and people like to share them it's important to note that her whole social personal brand is kind of built on this punk rock i don't give a fuck attitude like yeah. I just tell I just tell it how it the is. Cool I'm not, girl. I'm not like Martha Stewart where everything's prim and proper. I'm yeah. relatable. I'm like you. I'm authentic. I kind of just say whatever the fuck is on my mind, and I'll just yeah. curse if I want to. So yeah, she's like pretty and blonde, and wears red lipstick, and wears like three hundred dollar cotton t-shirts, and you know, <laughs> like like eight hundred dollar leather clogs. But she's just she's like you, man. She says like fuck it. I'm going to get drunk at 11 a.m. You know, she's hip. Right. And it's because of this very I don't give a shit attitude uh, that got her into this hot water because she did this interview that was published right before the weekend um, where for no reason whatsoever, she, you know, because she's amassed, she's amassed a large following and the interviewer asked her how she wanted to leverage that following and because she has so many avenues to choose from now you know and when you have that kind of following that translates to money and she has options available to her and so when the interviewer posed that question to her it's like hey how where do you see your career going how do you want to leverage this following for Mm. no apparent reason she she 
just decided to shit on Marie Kondo and Chrissy Teigen. Who are both Asian. Right. And, and people noticed. <laughs> right. And, and uh, you know, just to provide context for our listeners, uh, I'm just going to read the direct quotes that are part of this controversy. In the article. S- in the article. So regarding Marie Kondo, Alison Roman says... Ugh, like the idea that when Marie Kondo decided to capitalize on her fame and make stuff that you can buy, that is completely antithetical to everyone she, everything she's ever taught you. I'm like, damn, bitch, you fucking just sold out immediately. Someone's like, you should make stuff. And she's like, okay, slap my name on it. I don't give a shit. And she also wow. went on, went on to say, mean- right. And she also kind of, she mocked Marie Kondo's accent by saying, that's the thing. Uh, you don't need a ton of equipment in your kitchen to make great food. For the low, low price of nineteen ninety nine, please to buy my cutting board. Wow, which is uh, uh, her interpretation <laughs> of a Japanese accent. Not funny. I have no idea. And very um, offensive. Offensive. Right. Wait, and but before but bef- before you move on, Brian, I I just have to say, what a wonderful reading. <laughs> the part of Alison Roman <laughs> will be played today by Brian Park. Thank you. You really put you really put effort in the ugh in the beginning. Uh, thank Th- you. Is that ugh part of the quote? The ugh wasn't part of the quote. It was to get me emotionally <laughs> prepared for the reading. <laughs> you just threw that in there. I took some. Brian, arte- I, took you some ar- I am going to be part of the controversy. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you are a true artiste. I cha- I channeled. How did- I channeled my inner Karen on that one. <laughs> that is the Meisner technique, folks. <laughs> um, Have you heard of it? Okay, so those. So okay, what else? What else did she say? We'll let that Allison. simmer. That's what she said about Marie Kondo, and then she followed that up with. Uh, she brought up Chrissy Teigen out of nowhere, and she goes, "You know, I think about Chrissy Teigen, and what she's done is so crazy to Who me." Doesn't. She had a successful mm-hmm. cookbook, and then it was like, boom, line at Target, boom. Now she has an Instagram page that has over a million followers where it's just like people running a content farm for her. That horrifies me, and it's not something that I ever want to do. I don't aspire to that, but like, who's laughing now because she's making a shit ton of money? Wow, Brian, for a second, I forgot that I was talking to Brian Park. <laughs> I thought I was talking to Allison. <laughs> I was like, oh, Allison, why are you so mean to me? Okay. Yeah. So um, obviously very problematic, but not. I have to say, right out front, right up top, not expressly racist. Um, I'm not. I'm not on any side of the because I. The part of the controversy is that there's a bunch of people being like, "This is extremely racist." There's a bunch of people being like, "This isn't racist at all." What the hell are you talking about? That's where the controversy lies. Right. For me, um, when I first, my initial reaction to her statements. I tend to just give people the benefit of the doubt or try to see things in an optimistic way when it comes to people's actions. Model minority. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, you know, I, I just interpret it as, okay, she's, she's a bully. She, for no reason, she's just talking shit about two of her colleagues who Mm -hmm. coincidentally happen to be Asian women now right it's a more of a reflection on her status and privilege because right uh, to me it's just very elitist if anything i didn't right. assume that it was a it was a racially motivated thing it was just mm-hmm. and who knows subconsciously that could very much be at play 
but yeah. to me it's more oh you're just an elitist and you're a bully the, this is a good debate for you and i to have because i feel like you come from that place a lot where you're just like hey let's not jump to that and for me almost to a fault i'm like what is it racist you know like i'm always <laughs> like that's always churning in my head right so i feel like we both of us talking about this we can meet somewhere in the middle coming from two different points so maybe if totally. it, you know like if you're listening to this and it made you very upset because you thought it was obviously racist especially with the weird accent quote that she right. did now where that she was weird, like please to buy like that accent um, is if you're clearly very uh, that's fucked definitely up. offensive yes um so if you were you are fully offended by her um right now and feeling angry or if you're on like more like brian's side where you you think this is like totally out of hand i feel like this might be a good debate for you to listen to because neither of us are taking it's expressly one side before i i want to talk about like maybe the whatever racism or whatever mean girl thing is behind that i want to say that you made a really good point about it being like um elitist because i feel like um allison roman is very popular among a very certain group of people who are sort of like wealthy brooklyn like alternative people that are you know like hip and then they live in like park slope like that kind of person yeah and there is like such a strong um underlying sense there of being cool but not expressly saying that they're in like a cool kids club but that's such a big part of that whole group of people i think right right and i don't right. think it's yeah and i think that is like their whole thing is that group of people they all have to wear a certain brand of clothing. They can't shop at Target. They have to shop at Union Mark. I don't know where they shop. You know, like the cool, like whatever alternative place. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's a lot of like feelings of like superiority that for other people that are not in that group, unfortunately, the majority of people who aren't in that group are usually people of color. But in that group itself, there are a lot of people of color, but it's the majority is white. Um, and so it looks really racial a lot of times, but it's, I don't think it's distinctly that. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, but yeah, that whole group, it's like the, their whole thing is like, they can't say it out loud. Like, I, I think I'm better than you, but that they always come from this place of like, my fruit is organic and you sell stuff at target. And it's like, I feel like <laughs> it's like how they, do you know what I mean? Like, no, it's like, I know. Yeah. I, I'm kind of, uh, trying to find my words here because in a sense yeah. i almost seem like feel like i'm backtracking a little bit on what i said because mm. it's from what you just described i yeah. it makes complete sense and i think for those people who aspire to be like allison roman who look at her and a lot of the things that allison does resonates with themselves i and like you said it's like a cool kids club it seems like at the forefront it's socioeconomically driven or yes and but for me to assume that it's not racist at all that mm. that's almost just as tone deaf because race and economic status are very much inextricably linked and it's hard to yeah. separate the In this two country and so yeah, yeah. uh it, it makes a lot of sense because again like allison roman is she shits on chrissy teigen for selling pushing products at target which goes in line with what you're saying of like Sell stuff for people that are not as rich. Right. Yeah. And, and and a lot of times that means they're not as white. Yes. And I think about this a lot yeah. 
in terms mm-hmm. of just a lot of art forms. I mean, mm-hmm. for clarity, we can talk about this through the lens of comedy because we're both comedians. And yeah, uh, Alison Roman, her whole platform is built on this quote-unquote cool attitude of not caring a lot. She's yeah. like, you know, I'm good, but I'm cool because I'm kind of apathetic and don't really give a shit that much. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we see this in comedy, too, where... It's a lot of there's alternative comedy, which is comedy yeah. that kind of goes against the status quo. And mm-hmm. and the status quo is, you know, this is a separate discussion. But in my experience, it's just white people like white comedy for white people, white comedy. Mm-hmm. That is the status yeah. quo. Therefore, when you mm-hmm. see a lot of alternative comedians, they tend to be they're almost all exclusively white people. And mm-hmm. I've had these feelings as a comedian myself where, well, because you're white, only you're afforded that privilege to not care and be cool. Right. Because right. you're seen through the lens of being part of this establishment. So when you go mm-hmm. against it, your comedy is interpreted in the way of, oh, I get what you're doing here. You're speaking my language yeah, like, and you're kind of saying high art. It, this is high art. Yeah. Like you're, this is subversive. Mm-hmm. You're saying a fuck you to the status in which you're already a part of. But yep. if a person of color were to do the same thing, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be interpreted in the same way. Not whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look nope. at someone like Alison Roman, who says a big fuck you to a lot of the established cooking norms, it's like, fuck mm-hmm. you that's kind of badass. But if you had an yeah. Asian woman or a black woman or a Hispanic woman say, fuck you, I don't think it would be a one-to-one comparison where people would interpret it the there, same way. Yeah. People w- might even I go so far as to yeah. say, whoa, like you're, di- you're you just being don't difficult. know what you're talking you're about. You're being difficult. Like you're yeah, kind of difficult. You're being difficult. Right. Yeah. Which I mean, women get in general, but a, a lot of white women get get away with that because there's a culture in America of like the regular white woman and then they're like the fun, freaky white woman. And like there is there is allowance for that. Right. And so I think that's um, I don't think she yeah. was being again, like in the beginning, I said my opinions of this piece and of her were I don't think she was being her intention wasn't to be explicitly racist. Now, if anything, yeah. it's more elitist. But with that mm-hmm. comes r- side effects that are. Right. Unfortunately, there are racial side effects to it. And what bothers me the most about it is that, you know, Marie Kondo, Chrissy Teigen, they both work very hard. They both have massed large followings doing what they do. Why are you going out of your way to fucking tear them down? I don't understand it. And also, yeah, if you've if, like, if you've amassed that following, do get your bag, do what you want. If you want to push products at Target, get your bag, fucking go for it. That's amazing. Like, you know, that that's just like another exclusionary filter yeah. that Alison Roman is doing is to be like, oh well. And the irony is that she also plugs her own product line offerings, but it's being sold there, at an expensive yeah, store, not like Target. Exactly. Well, there's this whole. It's so hypocritical because there's this whole like the truth is that we all work in a capitalistic system. There's no way that you're outside of that. You're not making environmentally friendly 
things for people who are changing the world. No, the company that you work for is owned by a corporation. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, right. like those just the same corporation that owns Target. Like, just because everything it's like, it's is like owned the by moral, Nestle. <laughs> yeah, everything's just owned by Nestle. You don't like who? What, what are you talking about? You work for the New York Times. Like, that's like, like another like huge terrible corporation that's owned by somebody else. That's worse. Like the idea that that's what I'm talking about. Cool kids like club is like it has like this weird like group of people that just their big thing is to make sure that everyone knows that they're better than them. And I'm like, you're literally doing the same thing that I'm doing. Right. It's just a different, it's just a different tone of it. And then you think for some reason that makes you feel better. The interesting thing about, um, all this is that she actually addresses a lot of it in her apology that was on Instagram. Right. I looked at it. I briefly unblocked her to read it and then I blocked her again. (laughs) (laughs) The apology. So the apology was published today. Addresses is yes the i think it was yesterday i read it yesterday but it's i mean it was monday i think technically but it doesn't matter um this is what i can i just say everything where i think she actually addressed a lot of this in her apology the thing about allison roman is that she says the all the stuff that she did to people like what you were saying cutting down people for no reason cutting down women other women comes from a place of insecurity Mm. which is crazy because i've met her personally i forgot if i've mentioned that and every time i've met her she's been kind of mean to me and and as a person of color you know and but as a human being number one when somebody is just mean to you when you as soon as you meet them you start doing this thing in your head where you're just like what did I do? Am I to this? Am I not dressed well enough? Am I dressed too? Am I wearing too much makeup for her? Why does she not like me? Is she insecure? Does she have an issue with like my personality? You just do, you start like rolling through your head. But if you're a person of color, somewhere on that list of things that you're, that that are going on in your head is, is this person a racist? It doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter who they are. If somebody's mean to you and there's no apparent reason, right? You're like that. That's somewhere on that list in your head, for sure. And that that means like for when I go walking outside and somebody yells at me like "Get out of my way" or something, it's somewhere on that list, I'm like that person's crazy. Am I am, am I doing something wrong? Did I jaywalk? Is that person just a racist? It, it's always there. Right. And as right. a person of color, it's exhausting because that's the kind of shit like where you go to a party and you meet Alice and Roman and she's mean to you. That's the kind of shit that like you fucking think about at 3 a.m. You're like, why was she mean to me? Is she a mean person? Mm-hmm. Is she insecure? Is she attracted to me? Yeah. And she doesn't know how to express it. Is she a bully? Like you just go through a list. And I feel like. You know, I've heard like, I don't want to say anything, but I've heard rumors about her being mean to women of color. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true specifically because they're women of color or if or it's because it like she said in her apology, it's because she comes from a place of insecurity and she lashes out a lot on people. Um, and she said in her apology that she al- she also brings up the fact that she is white and the privilege of that. She actually brings up like what I'm kind of talking about is that she never has to think about that. So when she's just mean to people or she lashes out because she's insecure, it never occurs to her that they might think that she's being racist because everyone she lashed out at is Asian. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She was like, I didn't she was like, I didn't even realize that I was doing that to two Asian women. But to to Asian people are exhausting like thing that we have to do and we have to add it to the list every single time is 
we have to notice that because we don't understand why it is one of the first things to us. that yeah that makes a lot of sense because it is one of the first things that right? we do notice and this is the thing like i i know in the beginning i said that i always kind of side with like if something's fucking weird i always think it's racist but right. then this is the thing the, the actual I'm, truth I'm, Ryan, brainwashed. The actual truth. I'm brainwashed here i am being like <laughs> I don't. It's I no, don't, just because you're so handsome. Reaction, my initial reaction is so I don't <laughs> think she's big. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> Something about her. She's spunky. <laughs> no, like, I, no, like you're so handsome, and all like, the white women like you. Just to give but a no, no, personal yeah. anecdote to what to your point that you were saying is that that's just a side effect of being a person of, a color, person of color in this country. Is that you, you always know, have to think about like, it. when I'm in a room, yeah. I will always notice if I am one of very few minorities in a big room yeah. full of white people. I, I just want to yeah, but can I just finish my thought before I forget of course, it real quick? Of course. Sorry. So this is what I want to say. This is the thing when she was saying was that, oh, it's my privilege. That I didn't even notice that, that there was a race factor. Yeah. That, that might be true, but it might not be true. And nobody will ever know. Do you know what I mean? And that's what fucks me up at, when I'm up at 3 a.m. being like, why the fuck was she mean to me? Do you know what I mean? Because it's like she right. can say, I didn't, I didn't notice. Or it could be implicit bias where she thinks she didn't notice, but she was doing it somewhere like subconsciously because she doesn't like Asian people and she doesn't even know it. Or she could have an actual physical thought in her mind that's saying, I don't like Asian people. But nobody will ever know that. And that unknown factor is what drives people of color crazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's what makes us crazy. And like we have to do so much emotional and mental work around that. And I think, and honestly, to be honest, she apologizes for that specific thing in her apology. She yeah. says, I don't have to think, I don't have to think about this shit at all. Right. And you guys have to think about this all the time. And I apologize for that. Also, on top of all that, bullshit that we have to go through she also made her career out of stealing asian recipes which is like ugh, like a stab <laughs> and a twist do you know what i mean and that that's what that's why asian people are going nuts right now like ah, like do you know what i mean right and so i understand why people are freaking out but again the problem and, and this is why i'm not calling her racist outwardly i i can say whatever i want off the podcast but like <laughs> in the safety <laughs> of I'm, our I'm podcast <laughs> which but is I'll very say, public I'll say to my friends anyone can listen to it <laughs> <laughs> the three people that listen they really will hear this uh, but <laughs> the, on the podcast i'm not going to say anything explicitly but i'm saying on the podcast right there no one can say she's not racist either i can't say she's racist but you also can't say she's not racist that's between her and Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, like, right. That's the only two people that really know what's going on there. So, so we, I mean, we, we can say whatever we want to our friends, but we just can't. And, and that's why I don't want to hear anyone say to me, she is definitely not racist. Because I'm like, bro, I am here telling you I can't say she's racist. You also cannot say she's not racist. We don't know that. So that's that's all I wanted to say about that. And I feel like it was important because I know why Asian people are so upset about this. I know why it hurts us because it's like it's not the racism that killed Ahmad Arbery. 
it's the racism that we see every single day to our face when someone that looks exactly like Alison Roman is literally mean to us. And in my personal life, she literal Alison Roman has been mean to me for absolutely no reason. And like, and then we have to like think about it all the time and be like wonder about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, microaggressions and people think that microaggressions are not serious. And also I have to just say, address that in her apology, she also said that she's going to shift how she thinks and make sure that she thinks about that as much as people of color think about it, which I think is a very important thing Mm -hmm. because we are out here being forced to always consider that white people are being mean to us because of our race. White people need to step up and start being like, oh, if I'm, if I'm just a mean person and if whenever I meet someone new because I'm in her own words, insecure, I act mean to them. She has to be thoughtful now and be like, if that person's a person of color, I have to make sure not to do that as much because if I don't do that, they're going to fucking spiral about it. Like they have to do, they have to meet us somewhere in the middle. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Is that too, is that too like, cause I feel like that's actually part of her apology. She was like, I'm going to start really making sure that when I interact with people, I'm aware of the racial component. No, yeah, no, that, I think it makes so, it makes perfect sense, and I'm just here yeah. processing it because I'm learning from your words right now, and it's a funny thing because I've even noticed among my white uh, comedian uh, colleagues where yeah. it, it's a funny thing that happens where when they obtain career successes, it's just uh-huh. a byproduct of talent and that's it yeah whereas if i obtain some career success it's always put through the filter of well i mean it's you're just re- so lucky that uh diversity is big right now or like oh being aged do you know what i mean like there's there's always yeah. like an asterisk and i and that kind of goes with allison roman's apology of oh well i should also examine how how I've built my career and how that is shaped through the privileges of being a white woman. Whereas before yeah. she didn't have to, she didn't think about it and she even acknowledges she didn't have it. To think about she acknowledges it, it herself yeah. where I need to check myself because the two people that I'm shitting on are both successful women who are minor, who are people of color. And it's like, why did I and do yeah, that? And she's very, yeah. And she's very thoughtful and she's very smart. She was like, I, you know what? You're right. Maybe I should think about why I'm doing this. But hopefully that's not just like some PR person wrote that for her. Do you know what I mean? I like mean, hopefully that's I true. feel like it definitely is a PR person who helped her <laughs> because her initial, I mean, her initial apology, she, like, she didn't apologize at first. Oh, yikes. At first she was Holy like. Holy shit. That was terrible. Right, her, her tweets are like, LOL, like wish there was someone to hold my hand during baby's first backlash. And she refers to herself as baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> How? white woman being the victim is that oh my god right right and you know it's just it's just funny to examine and see how this car wreck has unfolded because uh you know chrissy teigen took the high road and was like yo i was nothing but nice to you i've supported you i've bought your cookbooks i've championed you yeah i even signed on to executive produce the tv show that's coming out that's going into Ugh. production for you. Yikes Town <laughs> USA. Like, why are you shitting on me? <laughs> and then that's when she, that's what, Brian, that, that's when she was like, oh my God, I'm so thing. sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Now Ugh. this raises another discussion where 
we can all we can we won't ever know what her true intentions are you know we don't know if it's a pr person we don't know if she's taking accountability at the end of the day i'm like just you fucked up own it it. you owned it probably a pr person wrote it but you know what i think this is on the better end of the that was a great apology yeah Yes. I, I think you've learned. She and I yeah. think it's created a nice discussion, inspired a nice discussion on um yeah. like privilege in general and what comes with that and within like yes. the in, the industries that you work in, how that manifests mm-hmm. and yeah. We can put this to bed. <laughs> I hope my hope my true hope is that she doesn't spin it to where she's the victim because that would be terrible. That would be so online with white female supremacy in this country it would really bother me i hope she's smart enough not to do that and be like baby someone's stabbing me i'm a baby i mean she explicitly wrote that she said i'm I'm not i'm not the victim here and my insecurities don't excuse this behavior hopefully hopefully she truly believes that um but it was a great apology and she fucking says everything that i said so i don't feel weird saying you know anything yeah but Another thing is, you know, we can, she said it, good. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I'm never going to, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I, I just can't, because of what I said earlier, no one's sure if she is or she's not a racist. She doesn't even know it. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> I, I, so I'm not, I'm young not me, going to be me. using her recipes. Young me, the I'm trick, sorry, I can't here, read it. me, the trick is what? just assume everyone's a racist. <laughs> that's, that's a key. quote from young me <laughs> that's my quote <laughs> is someone mean to you that means they're racist young me mayor <laughs> i'm just kidding um no i mean that's obvi- obviously that's a joke and you know to be truly honest i truly don't know why she's mean to me i think it's just because she, she's insecure like, i kind of read it like she was insecure i don't know i'm hot I'm sorry no. <laughs> <laughs> um but okay so this is the thing i was gonna say i just can't use your recipes i wasn't using them anyway i don't really eat white people food but like i can't use it because i i'm looking at it and then i'm like oh you know who knows right but right. obviously you can she made a very good apology and i f- if i don't know i, I feel mean, fine about it i feel i wasn't i don't i wasn't I using no her recipes in. before and <laughs> i can go i i'm gonna boycott your recipes uh, i can go on the record and say <laughs> i don't think i'm gonna use her recipes after my life hasn't changed I think this is just I'm like reads. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to boycott your recipe for reads notes, a chickpea <laughs> stew. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm not going to make chickpea stew anytime soon with turmeric or so. Oh, she, right. that, that is actually her recipe. Or her recipe um, another thing like, I was going to say, it'll be yeah. bibimbap without the gochujang. <laughs> <laughs> it's just pop. Um, but another thing like me, you know what? This is, it is messy. I was like, talking to all my food writer friends the ones that are like smarter than me and better people were just like it's too messy but i was like you know what i'm asian i have fucking skin in this game literally yellow skin in the game (laughs) um but another thing you can do like me just fucking block her and never think about her again which is what i'm gonna do after this comes out if i see her i'm not gonna say hi because she's she doesn't like me anyway so let's just (laughs) move on you know what i mean like who cares Unless we got her, we got her a little. Unless she listens to the podcast and plugs us and says, "Wow, they brought up some great points. I am a better person for it." In which case, we love you. I'm awesome. her biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be at brunch with her when they open the world back up. 
I'm gonna become literally her best friend. I feel like you secretly yeah, might already be best friends with her. So, if any what if she's listeners, like in her heart, if you ever like see <laughs> Young Me walking hand in hand, <laughs> exchanging a jewel between their dirty little mouths in quarantine, <laughs> Young Me and Allison Roman, <laughs> take a photo and put her on blast. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try to be her best friend now. I'm like, you know what? I like you. <laughs> Honestly, I kind I'm of just kidding. I kind of want to date her. <laughs> I that does not surprise me in the least. You guys kind of seem like each other's type, <laughs> and that would be cleansing for her to be seen with an Asian man. You know that would She's like, actually. Oh yeah, I'm racist. <laughs> Look at my boyfriend, uh, Brian Park. <laughs> this is my boyfriend. He's Korean. <laughs> And that then, would be great for both of you. And then that would work. <laughs> you see me, and I'm like, I'm like Lakeith Stanfield in Get Out, where I'm just silent, but I'm speaking to you through the glaze in my eyes. <laughs> You're like, hello. You're wearing a fedora for some reason. <laughs> but I definitely want to get through our how are we feelings, because. Oh yeah, yeah, how are we feeling? We only have a little time, huh? Well, I'm gonna well, keep. I'm gonna keep my. Well, how are you feeling, Brian? Yeah. So. Um, it, it's somewhat tied to what I said earlier about my feelings about my mom and how I'm feeling a little bit guilty. I think that guilt yeah. is stemming from this past week for me where I feel I'm, I'm in a really, really much better place mentally than I had been uh-huh. maybe as recently as two or three weeks ago. And, uh, I told you about how I'm taking this psychology class on how to be more happy yeah how's that going really well really really good um so this past week i've been doing this homework where you know i talk i like talking about this on the podcast because if anyone who's listening still um and you're feeling kind of down i found this to be a really helpful practice to kind of uh reframe or kind of reshift your perspective on your circumstances Uh and yeah uh, two things that i've been doing daily have been to savor something so just pick mm. a so just pick a moment in your day for me it's more of a if i smell something really strong or i feel particularly at ease or if there's like a strong predominant feeling just sit in it for five minutes and kind of take note of the sounds or the textures or what's your internal state like during this moment uh-huh so clock that, yeah. and then before I go to bed, I write five things down that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, oh. I was, it can be big or small. So in the beginning, I was tackling bigger things where, you know, I'm very grateful for that my parents are both healthy, and um, I'm very grateful for uh, the support of my family. You know what I mean? Bigger things. But uh-huh. I thought I would run out of things to be grateful for, but... It almost got easier the more I did this and it made me realize like how many small, even the small things that I'm overlooking in my life and Uh seeing it all written out on paper, it's made me much happier and more content and just more grateful of my circumstances. And it's almost a way to combat against the feelings of depression that I have because a lot of my depression stems from this feelings of inadequacy or that I'm not mm-hmm. living up to expectations. But it's these expectations mm. are so not un- un- unattainable. They're just very mm-hmm. lofty. And just, I feel my brain kind of becoming more glass half full 
whereas it used to be glass half empty mm. and it's right. great and oh, I, th- I, awesome. fi- I found these doing these two things uh over the course of this past week and a half have really helped reshape that because i'll do like a simple thing of like walking outside and i could see that as a thing of i could see that activity as being very boring i'm like fuck like uh-huh. this is such a bo- i'm so like this is so boring like walking outside like i'm i'm so stuck quarantine fucking sucks i wish i was doing something exciting i wish i was doing an exciting thing that whatever my friend on instagram is doing mm-hmm. versus now where i'm like you know what like this is fucking awesome you know i have some yeah. peace and quiet to myself i'm very lucky that i'm even able to go on this walk because people have different circumstances and this is just fucking great and i'm just gonna enjoy this moment so that's awesome yeah so i feel um yeah i'm like really good that's good that is so awesome brian you know when i was that's such a nice like little thing for people to hear and to practice you know when you were saying the savoring thing i was thinking that right when we started recording the podcast in my head i got this like feeling like oh i like i like doing this so much yeah like and I just when you had say this, this like, you oh, mean, I like this. You mean I like shitting shit. on M- Allison Roman so much. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's my new calling. I found it. It's my thing. Being a bully. Um, no, Brian. No, I was. I was thinking. I like doing this podcast so much. I like talking to you. It's so fun. Yeah. And I feel like you know, with quarantine, where everything is quieting down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's nice to. S- feel these like feelings and it's it's a good practice to savor it and be like oh this is fun yeah absolutely absolutely all right how are you feeling that's so awesome um so i'm feeling honest i mean i was feeling you know we've talked about this where it's just kind of like up and down like it's okay yeah i mean it's a it's very much a week by week thing for me too yeah it got like really dark but um i decided today that i'm gonna do this cleanse where i do smooth like just eat like fresh raw stuff i don't know i feel like it's gonna make me feel better so i'm just gonna drink smoothies and eat like i I don't think it's keto i I just want to eat stuff that like is alive i feel like that'll help me okay take some probiotics drink some smoothies and eat like i don't know i have no idea i'm just gonna try to eat healthy for a week and see how i feel okay so, so maybe next time we record i'll feel better okay so you're feeling down and in a depressive state so you want to make these changes through your diet hoping yeah okay which I, it's, it's hard for me because as you know i have an eating disorder so it's like very hard for me to like i'm always teetering on the edge of it being healthy or like an obsession okay so i have to like be very careful but i feel like i'm being very gentle with myself and just being like i'm gonna get, i'm gonna eat a lot of fruit and vegetables and some chicken it's gonna be great yeah that's how I, that's, that's the beginning of my journey also i want to just say <laughs> i have just like in terms of dating and talking to people i'm just being so open and honest now what do you mean there's no games i mean i don't play games but like i mean it's hard to I just play like, games now it's just like, I like, well I'm, i've never been one for games i'm very honest yeah and which is hard because everyone plays games and i'm out here like i like you, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> i feel like a loser but, right. but i'm just like now i'm just being like here here we are being open and drinking smoothies and hopefully it will switch up my how i feel because i you know i feel like i'm in a rut a little bit right now yeah has that enacted positive changes in your dating life 
in quarantine by being um no bullshit yes well you know my dating life is just i don't even know what it is i'm just talking to people online but i'm just saying stuff that's like i'm saying and i don't say stuff if i don't want to say it and like okay. if i don't want to talk to somebody i won't you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> when am i gonna have sex again i'm so lonely yeah i have no idea i did have a facetime date this past week you did how'd that go super good oh my god yeah really yeah. are you gonna see her when you get back to new york I really want to. I mean, this is probably, yes. yeah. No, this is, I, I'm really excited. I really, really want to see her when I go back to New York. But, um, you know, yeah. it's quarantine. Circumstances are kind of tough. But uh, yeah. even though it was FaceTime, it was still really fun. The thing about being honest is that you're just honest with somebody on FaceTime. And then if it's weird or it just doesn't work out, you can be like, hey, this isn't working out. And then never talk to them again. Right, right, right. Which is, you know who cares what's the what's the bad thing about being dishonest i don't know let's plug our podcast everyone please follow at feeling asian <laughs> podcast leave five star leave leave five star review please please leave five star review please that's not racist that? that's from an eastern european cookbook um Please, please to leave five star review please. on on the well, iTunes. You know, my friends all it's a it's a crazy inside joke between me and all my friends. It's from hey. an Eastern European cookbook. We all say, please, calm down. Please to leave a five star review on Feeling Asian. In a Korean accent, for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, please. No, no. Joking aside, please leave a five star review on our podcast on iTunes yeah. just to show Allison Roman that we will. Uh, nothing's gonna happen we will <laughs> we, we will remove this episode <laughs> if she sends us a letter <laughs> and I we're will, very sorry uh, when, when she sues me for i don't know what she's Libel, gonna sue me for slander, being an asian woman <laughs> slander what I, uh, okay do you think she's gonna sue me well, I guess there's one way to find Bring out. It on, Hopefully, bitch. we get some good. I have press no money. <laughs> <laughs> Literally getting kicked out of my apartment. What are you gonna sue me for, bitch? <laughs> sue. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> My parent, my parents are poor. <laughs> like they don't have anything. <laughs> uh, that was it. But yeah, guys, uh, Brian, thank you for your yeah. continued support. Um, we've had we've seen a huge uptick in reviews, and uh, we just want to so thank much. you so much for that. Uh, Youngmi, where can our listeners find you for your personal great posts? Um, on Instagram and Twitter, it's y m m a y e r y m mayor. And how about you, Brian? You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at it's Brian Park. Yes. And for and follow our podcast, Feeling Asian Podcast. All right, that's it. Bye. Bye.